go to do not disturb I'm going to screen record and that'll cap capture James's video that might be a mistake yeah all right can you all hear James just fine yep man that is a good-looking dude <laughs> nice to meet you James <laughs> <laughs> Podcast with my dad and his friends. Aha. All right. Hey, we're recording. We're coming through. All right. We're live. We are live. Awesome. And I left my damn notes upstairs. Oh, no. <laughs> Go get the notes. Do you have the outline? Go get the notes. I don't know where they're at. Brian, do you have your text your your phone on you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Okay, if you've got the notes on your phone, all right. Oh, I didn't know if you had specific. No, no, they're just the general. All right, everybody, take it easy. Yes. Is that the record button? You have your phone with you? No. Well, yeah, James is on my phone. Oh, James is on your phone. Yeah, I have the phone. It's just it's over there being used by James's face. Six just going to keep going to sleep. Brian, I'm sending this to you. Okay. And then give it to your brother-in-law. Well, I mean, don't no, don't send it to me. Like you just just stay on topic. Okay. Yeah, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, I want you to have it in front of you. Got memory like a freaking. All right. Yeah, that's why you left your notes upstairs. Shut up. <laughs> Should have just called Julie to tell her to bring him down. Right. Oh, she's not up. She's not up there. Oh, I don't know where she's at. So. All right. All right. How are you, David? I'm doing all right. Off and running. Yeah. Hey, this, <laughs> is, this is how we podcast around here. Hey, if anything breaks technology-wise, it's usually my fault. So. We usually blame Brian. <laughs> yeah, it's always Wilga's fault. Yeah, <laughs> Brian, it is really nice for you to be on time tonight because you're playing yep, hurt. I know. I you're know. Uh, with your injury. You're actually on time. And yep, I know. <laughs> the gym's loss is our gain. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> ah, crap. Okay. Cool. All right, David. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having so, me. So yeah, uh, James actually was joking like he's like you get people to come to your basement in your closet to uh, podcast. I'm like yeah, we got a good setup down here. Easy. We get people to come to our studio. Our studio. We have a studio. Yeah. Closet. Yeah. A closet. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Outside of Brian's room. So welcome. Um, I, did you talk to the other guys before before coming on tonight? Did you talk to John and uh, Brad uh, at all? Talked to them a little bit. I've listened to both their podcasts. So. And you still decided to come. So and I still exciting. decided to come. <laughs> That's good. I was not scared away. Check awesome. And awesome. So, uh, so you're running for the Winsville School Board of uh, Board of Directors. I am. Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my background, um, I'm obviously a parent. I've got two young kids in the district, um, fourth grader and a pre-K kid who we just found out he passed his kindergarten screening. So he'll be starting kindergarten in the fall winner winner i know right i'm ready for that uh, daycare payment yeah, you're about to, to get go. a raise oh yeah yeah you're gonna get a good raise <laughs> big time be a great raise big i mean time. on top of what you'll get paid for being on the school board oh yeah, <laughs> addition to that, oh, yeah. <laughs> kiddo getting into kindergarten i, I need to book the cruise big now money. right yeah, that's right that's right. <laughs> right um but so outside of being a parent i am i'm an educator i'm a teacher i've been um public school since 2009 um, prior to that, I taught at Emanuel Lutheran here in Wentzville since for a couple of years, starting in 2005. Um, but I wasn't 
always going to be an educator. Oh, um, hang on. Whoa, that was weird. Keep talking. But so it, it, it cleared up. You're good. Okay. Um, weird. I, I initially went to college. I was going to be. I wanted to be the general manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh yeah. Right. My yeah. My, my my passion growing up was sports, and that's what I, I thought mm-hmm. I was going to do. Um, I got into sales, and nope. I you, you can't motivate me to sell somebody something for for anything, um, and I got into education, met some people. I worked for the Rascals, to where I met my wife. Um, got into education through some people there, and I can't see myself doing anything else. I, I know people think I'm crazy being a teacher, right? <laughs> I, I'm spending my days with high school kids. Um, I look at it as I don't have to sit in a cubicle in a box trying to sell uh-huh. somebody something i get to hang out with high school kids and hopefully try and get them to learn something uh-huh. um and when you see that that spark go in their eyes it, it it's, it's everything i love that we're talking to an educator yeah that we're exactly. talking to a teacher i'm a product of teachers so middle school principal fourth grade teacher um we need more people like yourself that are in it for the the right reasons man and yeah i'm really excited to talk to you tonight about you know as an educator what is important to you from a support perspective, right? And where does the school board come into providing that support? And how have you felt supported throughout your career and maybe gaps that you've seen? We'll get to all that, you know, but um, why are you jumping into this? I mean, this is this is great. First off, I respect anybody that wants to jump into the race. <laughs> yeah. You know, why, why now? Um, good question. Uh, honestly, because my wife just ran for judge in the fall and we both looked at each other like, all right, we, we made it through that um, and we, we need a break. And then when we were looking to see, and we've been watching the school board, you know, school board meetings and stuff the last few years, and when we saw who was running and what the makeup could be going forward, and we're like, no, I, I can't sit on the sidelines and not throw my, my name in the ring, um, knowing the direction that things could go, mm-hmm. right? So um, obviously we're, we're burned out from, from her campaign, but at the same time, it's there's never going to be the right time no matter what you're trying to do. Sure. Um, so we looked at it as let, let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I the most qualified? I mean, I, I have the teacher background, mm-hmm. um, but I've never kind of looked at the financial side of a district before. Right. So um, it's a new learning experience, but being an educator, having that background, I'm always learning, um, always trying new things, always trying to see what I can glean from something. And there's nobody right now on the current board that is an education background. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. There correct. was one a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, but that was since uh, Deweese, I believe, was the last educator. Okay. I would think that that background would be something worth considering for a board of education. Definitely. <laughs> so. Definitely. I, I feel like that's something that is needed, whether it's a retired educator. But in, in my situation, being a current educator, mm-hmm. right, it's I'm in there every day. Yep. So I can I can speak to what could help yeah so what do you teach what uh, courses do you teach so i am officially in the business department um when i started teaching uh, the only two computer classes that i taught were computer applications and keyboarding now everything i teach is is computer based except for personal finance um so i teach kids basically how to build a computer how to program a computer how to network a computer wow and cybersecurity. So when we're done with this, can you come back and help me get all this set up? Because I need help with some of this stuff here. I, I can do my best. But a lot of the kids that I teach know more than me, mm-hmm. which is a little scary because I've, again, I've been continual training since I started in 2009, right? So I've I've gained the training over the years, uh, but some of the kids mm-hmm. know way more than I do. So I see my role 
and especially in two of the courses that I teach, Project Lead the Way, um, I won't use the PLTW acronym on you, um, you know, my, my role is the facilitator. Like, here's the problem, guys. Let's figure out how to, to solve it together. So my job is, is not so much shoving the, the curriculum down their throats. It's here's the problem. Let's, let's figure out how to solve it. Cool. Which yeah, you, is, is something that kids need to learn how to do. Right? You're, ble- you're bleeding a little bit into our, our first talking point about the education philosophy. You know, kind of the philosophy you have, it sounds like everybody's working together, trying to learn from each other. How do you implement your, your current philosophy with teaching? How do you implement that to the school board, you know, and, and working with a larger group of adults? Um, well, I think I think part of that is, is how you model things um, and how you... Um, present things and how you work together um, but also not standing up there being like I know everything that there is to know right I mean I, I, I'll be the first one to admit I don't know everything um, so bringing each other's perspectives in and being able to listen to each other um, and value the the input that they bring is so is so huge awesome where are you from originally are you from around here or? I am not what's your story I am not I am from central Illinois Grew up just outside of Springfield. Um, so first and foremost, I am not a Cub fan. Okay, good. No, I got to get that out of the it's way. got my vote. Um, half my family is. I, I try not to hold that against them. Um, although with Wilson Contreras signing with the Cardinals, mm. I've got a couple of converts uh-huh. that, yeah. are, that are coming over yep. to the good side. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I grew up in central Illinois. Um, went to college down in Cape Girardeau. Um, spent four good years down there. Moved up here again with the plan I was going to work for the Cardinals. Um, spent basically a season and a half working for the rascals mm-hmm. um that's where i met my wife mm-hmm. and you know you meet a girl you, you're stuck with where she she's where the she's from yep so she's a she's a francis Howe product went to Hal central so she wanted to stay close to home to her family she's got a bunch of family in the area so sure my family's still close by why not but yeah, yeah. when you were down at uh, at cape did you ever go to don's and get a slinger Around like one or two in the morning, perhaps on a Friday night. Uh, I never did, uh, but I had a number of friends that did. I was exposed to that at a at an early age in my college career. I was a Mizzou guy, but I went down there to visit, and they're like, "Let's go to Don's." I'm like, "This car wash over here, best <laughs> slinger I've ever had in my life." I think it was biscuits and gravy, chili, nacho cheese, Ooh. and uh, not yeah, I don't. There's something else in there. Oh, mm-hmm. there's there's mm-hmm. everything but the kitchen sink. It was delicious. I, I know. Just thinking about it makes my uh, makes my stomach kind of turn. <laughs> I used Man, to be able to eat those kind of things. Yeah, Broadway Diner. Oh, Broadway Club. Diner, yeah. yeah. Mm. No, thank you. Mm. Heartburn. Is 63 Diner still open? No. Oh, 63 Diner closed, I think. Oh, That's the one up north, right? The, yeah, yeah that was the one on, yeah, yeah, one on 63. One. Yeah, they, 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 they yep. shut down, unfortunately. Oh. So I know there was, uh, was it Uncle Bill's in Kirkwood? Or not Kirkwood. Uh, off Manchester. Manchester. Yeah, I like that place a lot. Yeah, that was... I heard they've had really, they have really good slides. Yeah. So, fun fact, Brian used to work for the Cardinals. I did. He was uh, in the ticket sales for yeah, a while. I spent uh, about... Well, I spent four seasons part-time and two seasons full-time. All right. So, when, were, when were you there? Uh, full-time... Or part-time from uh, 11 through 14. Okay. Um and then part time or full time in fifteen and sixteen. All right, very cool. So, 
He also yeah. moonlighted as the Hardy Star. <laughs> if you've heard any of our earlier podcasts, oh, he was man. the Hardy Star oh, at the yeah. old ice yeah. complex. So Brian's pretty diverse in his, yeah. uh, well, his I, talents uh, and capabilities. I, I feel for you for that because when I was with the Rascals, uh-huh. I, I more than one occasion I was roughy. Oh really? Oh man. Oh wow. Okay. So I've 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 been that been down well, that road. At least How are we uh, just finding this out now. At least well, <laughs> and the added thing for you is you were doing that in the middle of the summer. Yes, those costumes. Smell I was oh so great. In the I summer. was I was in an ice rink, so I, <laughs> you know, it wasn't too bad in there, right? But, except for when you fell on the ice face first and or on your can't on get up back. Yeah. on your back. Well, f- funny quick story. If I can interject. So talking about on on ice, uh-huh. I was roughy when there was the um, the hockey team. Um, I'm drawing a blank now on the hockey team that was in St. Charles. Oh, oh, the otters. Yeah, the otters. otters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otters. Man, so they take so, me back. So wow. I know, I yes. know, right? Um, so they they had a birthday party for uh-huh. the for their mascot. Well, he thought I was somebody different. He thought somebody else was playing roughy, uh-huh. and he just went at me on the ice. <laughs> and I have zero skating ability. I'm like, I kept trying to tell the guy, I'm like, no, I'm not who you think I am. Knock it off. <laughs> Oh, so uh, awesome. at a young age, you learned how to deal with the public. Uh, I did. <laughs> irrational I, fears. I, I did. Like Although I, I mean, at that point, I was after college. So, I, but yeah, I've, I've had I've had a few experiences. <laughs> I love that. It's awesome. Yeah, we do have a, we do have an outline that we put together that we've asked all the candidates yeah. um, to date. So we'll we'll kind of tear through these and just see what kind of what tangents they go on. But uh, go ahead, Stephen. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on budgets and funding for the school for the school district? Well, obviously, and I, like I said, I've, I've listened to the other uh, casts, and um, I mean, from my knowledge, I mean, I've got a, a little bit of an idea of kind of how things function. Um, I mean, I know there's a finite amount of resources available to what we, what the what the district needs to do. Um, so my priority would be to look and see where are those funds going, um, seeing if if they're being used the best way they can, and then also see are there other strategic partnerships that we can utilize with businesses industries whoever government whoever to help bring the most resources and things that we need for the district right to, to be able to, to provide whatever it is our students need does the board do the board members do a lot of the micro budgeting like they a lot dollars for schools but does the administration in the building are they the ones that divvy out the funds like when if you need something for your computer class do you go to your administration and they go to the board or is it already like funds are already available in the school? This is what we're getting. Like, how do, do you know how that works at all? So with what I'm familiarized with, I mean, we are given an allotment either per department or for our classroom. Um, and then if we need something above and beyond that, then it either a has to come out of our own pocket or we can go to our booster club. I'm at the high school level, so we could go to booster club and say, mm-hmm. Hey, um, like for example, I'm sponsor of our, FBLA club, Future Business Leaders of America. And we've got state coming up. So if I want to help the kids to be able to pay to go, um, I could go to Booster Club and say, hey, this is what it's going to cost. Can you help offset some of that cost? Right. So it's not as a financial burden on the kids. Um, But as far as my classroom goes, getting back to that, um, I mean, I'm I'm basically told this is how much you have and spend it if you're going to spend it and submit you know, show proof of why you need these materials, right? Um, but the, I mean, it's not like I can go to the board or I can go to my principal and say, "Hey, I need five hundred bucks for this." Yeah. Um, now I know there's different 
there's different avenues of where the money comes from. Um, I went to a conference in the fall. So it was a situation where I reached out to my administration and said, hey, I'd really like to go to the cybersecurity conference. I think it'd be very valuable, very beneficial for, for what I teach. And they're like, okay, let us see if we have the budgeted funds available for this type of professional development. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they took care of the logistics on that. And they said, yes, we have this to allow you to go, but we can't fund X, Y, Z. Yeah. So it's, it's weird because that's you, one teacher in one school, and you have a school district as big as Winsville with three high schools and how many elementary? Four high schools. Four high schools. Four, oh, God, four. I can't count. Four high schools. Still growing. I mean, seriously. Uh, There's going to be come five come before on. long. Yeah. yeah. So it's to me, it's amazing how like it's such a large school system because i i came from columbia which where james is at uh our school system we had when i was going there two only two high schools and it was a lot smaller so winsville's growing for sure and there's a lot of they have three now james yeah uh battle high school just went up a few years ago out on the east side of town Mm -hmm. well i'll i'll uh i'll get you by one my school district growing up we had one high school ah one i mean the high school and the middle school element junior high was all connected Oh yeah. So yeah, was, I graduated with thirty-two people. All right, you got me beat. I graduated <laughs> with fifty-two. <laughs> Not by much, but oh, gosh. James uh, graduated from Eolia or Clopton, which is up in Clopton High. Clopton High, yeah. Clopton High School. It's up, it's up right. Clarksville, Eolia. Yeah. Um. So going back to budgets and stuff, uh, we'll talk about financing from the state. School choice. What's your opinion on school choice? Um, let's talk about that a little bit. We've asked all the candidates about it so far. Sure. What's your opinion? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna probably sound three for three here because I am not a proponent of school choice. Um, I mean, if it's public dollars, public tax dollars going to fund a public school, it makes sense that the public money should be spent on public institutions and not go towards a private school. Right. If you want to. I mean, I've got nothing wrong with with going with kids going to private school. My both of my kids went to private preschools. Right. Um, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But. You're gonna. I mean, you should fund that yourself if that's where you want to go. Um, but if it, if it's, we're talking public dollars, they need to go to public schools, have a you know a, a publicly appointed board that's supervising to make sure that those dollars are being spent in the best possible manner. All right. So I mean, I know that's <clears throat> probably sounds like a broken record from the other two, but again, it's <laughs> that's and with my background in public education, I mean, I taught in a private school too. Um, you know, choose to send your kids there. If you're choosing to send your kids there, you should be choosing to spend your money there. Um, but if we don't have the public dollars going to the public schools, then you're not going to have those public services, right? You're not going to have schools. You're not going to have roads. You're not going to have whatever it is. As somebody that's, what I love about this is we're talking to, I, I've wanted to talk to a teacher since we started doing this. Yeah. We're talking to a teacher and a candidate, which mm-hmm. is which is really exciting, knocking out two birds with one stone. To Stephen's point, so on the school choice stuff, as a teacher and an educator, what is one of your biggest fears with school choice and how that would impact you being able to do your job day to day? Well, I mean, if the funding dries up, right, then you don't have with what I teach, I'm going to be teaching from outdated, antiquated, old computers. Um, I mean, I'm instead of them being able to utilize the newest operating systems to determine what I mean, if they're trying to study for an A-plus certification exam, which is an entry-level um, IT certification, right? If I don't have the ability to acquire what they're going to be actually taking that test on, I'm not doing them any service, right? Um, and at, in, the, in the public school realm, like, we accept everybody, whether they've got an IEP, a 504, whoever. Um, 
Whereas private schools can say, nope, we're not gonna we're not gonna touch that. I mean, sure. my my son has a he has an IEP, but if you looked at him, you talked to him, you'd have no idea. And we tried to send him to the same private school that my daughter went to for preschool, and they're like, nope, we can't touch him. Hmm. And it it broke our hearts because yeah. we wanted him to have the same teachers that she had, but they said no. And it's just like that's what that's what's gonna happen. I mean, you're gonna have your your private schools are gonna say, nope, we we we're not gonna. We're not going to provide those services. So then the public schools are even more drained because they're spending their dollars towards that, which is rightfully needed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then you, you're just going to see the quality of, of things just go down and down and down. That's a great response. I, I didn't think about the, the secondhand consequence of that because you're right. Private schools are essentially businesses. They can be selective. They can choose. And they're in business to make money. And if they mm-hmm. don't want to accept, then they're going to go back to your point to the public school system. And if they're already being drained of funds, that's a very, that's mm-hmm. a two-sided, what do they call that? Two-sided uh, coin, coin, yeah, double dagger, double-edged, double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. There, yeah. there you go, there you go. Iron on all cylinders, baby. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> yeah, you're no, going to go from having kids recruited just for athletics, right? Right. Private schools want the biggest and best and they're going to start recruiting kids for their academics right they're going to see the kid oh you just got a 32 on your act we're going to go recruit you out of whatever school because hey you're going to boost up our test score so we're going to look even better because it's going to help recruiting yep Mm -hmm. it's going to make us look good gosh is and is that what we're all about i mean is that what we're trying to do here i would hope not i would hope we're trying to you know equip the next generation to take over when we want to sit back and relax and not be able to work Mm mm-hmm yeah, I would hope we're trying to equip our community with the tools and the the proper education to be able to continue to make this place mm-hmm. great and yeah. continue to grow. You 100%. know what I mean? That's gosh, you've opened my eyes to a lot of things. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective, so I'm glad. So, I asked that. speaking of some of the stuff to help kids across the board, what are some programs that you are uh, for in the school system? Like, what what kind of programs do you want to provide for the kids or look into? Um, I know, like uh, STEM or STEAM. Um, some of those programs. Do you have any examples of what you're like interested in helping provide kids? Well, with with what I teach, I love that stuff. I love the the technology, the STEAM, STEM. Um, you know, making sure that we're offering the, the best possible opportunities. Right, give give the kid the opportunity to test out a, f- a potential future career um, without having to go to college necessarily and spend thousands of dollars and then realize, Oh wait, that's not what I want to do with my life. Right. So give them the opportunities to experiment in whatever those programs might be, whether it's, um, whether it's your trades, whether it's, you know, your technology, healthcare, whatever it is. I mean, give them, get them that opportunity, um, to, to experience it now at the high school level. I mean, Ooh, excuse me. Oh, sorry, sorry. That'll be, sorry. That'll, yep. be that'll be an edit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Cut. Take two. Yeah. Um, I mean, with what I teach, two of the classes that I teach are college level courses that kids can take as a high schooler, and they're not paying a dime for it. Well, nice. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's coming. They're not paying college credit for it, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, can they earn college credit? Yeah. Um, but they're not paying the college tuition price to take it and then realize, oh, wait, no, this is not what I want to do. I was just having a conversation with my neighbor tonight about college tuition and how it's gone up so much. And AP, if it's offered, I mean, that's the way to go. Well, if you if you want to take a, a cybersecurity class in college, yep. ooh, you better get ready to fork out. What did I see last? $2,700 for one class? Wow. I think it's like $900 a credit hour, three credit hours, whereas mm-hmm. wow. I'm teaching a year-long cybersecurity class doesn't cost them a dime there's so much that our school district has to offer that i don't even know about i, I mm-hmm. hear about all these different classes and programs and summer things and i'm like that's awesome 
That's awesome. I wish I would have had access to that. Yeah, I didn't have I access younger. to that when I was in high school. Uh-uh. Columbia didn't have a lot of this program, so I'm really... I mean, it, and that's one of the things that draws people to the Winsville School District is the Winsville School District is a growing, uh, advancing uh, community, and part of it is because of our, our great school system here. Correct. And I feel like, I mean, I teach in Zoomwalt. I know we've looked at what's, what Winsville's done and is doing and try to mimic some of the stuff that we've done or are trying to do. Um, so for that, I, again, I want to come in and see, I mean, I've got kind of an outside picture of what everything is offered, but I want to see more what really is there and then how can we support that and how can we enhance it and are there things that we're not doing that the students want, right? Especially with your automotive, with your trades, building, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Is there things that we can offer, again, outside of tech? I mean, that's where everything's going, right, Yeah, is, is tech. But at the same time, there's you still need those blue collar careers you still need all those different people because if not you, you're not going to have a society that functions i had to go to hannibal lagrange to test out our calculus one and two wow wow mm. and, th- and then i had to take statistics there because calc two was only a two semester class and this mm. was in high talk school about, yeah talk about a pain in the butt yep. yeah we're recording again, by the way. It's nice to have local awesome. resources. R- recording again? Does that mean we weren't? Yes, it worked. It worked before. Okay, it worked <laughs> you know, before. Every, when, every time you do that, I'm taken back to when I was in eighth grade, and I was tasked with taking the big RCA camcorder, you know, over the shoulder yeah. from back in the day, and recording my aunt and uncle's wedding from behind oh, the no. altar. And I turned this thing on. I was just supposed to supervise the camera, but the whole time it was just like I turned it on, it was like was making this interesting noise didn't record a thing <laughs> hour and a half of fuzz and i was like oh my god and i'm then, in trouble and then you got into broadcast and i got into broadcast <laughs> yeah. uh, well thank you well thank thankfully everything's recorded we don't have to start yep. all over so that's brian are you, are you getting refills yeah uh i'll take another one yeah brian i'll uh sorry we're halfway through the podcast now so yeah. it's time for refills you, you got a refill hydrate I'm, I'm orange right. slices sure we'll take one yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, James, how's your uh, drink of choice tonight? Is it going pretty good? It is fantastic. <laughs> I'm on four day, so James you, works. You might lose. <laughs> we you might, might lose me about forty five minutes. I might just fall asleep <laughs> in the chair. James is a firefighter uh, for one of the departments up oh, here. Perfect. So he's oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. when he says four day, he's like he just got off shift and he's he's got four days off and he's going to be. Nice and yeah, you're gonna take a nap in a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling no pain. I can tell you that. That's awesome. I love that we made Brian go get us refills. And <laughs> and Brian's the, the one's gonna get them. Dude, that's, that's, that's the, the one that's sitting by the door, time. right? That's yeah. That's always been Brian's story. He's always the one that's supposed <laughs> <He's> to <laughs> serve and fight me. Then we got a problem. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, jumping back into this, I was taking a look at some of the questions around curriculum and standardized testing. Um, you know, what is your stance on both the current curriculum, standardized testing in the district, and how do you plan to ensure that students are receiving a well-rounded education? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously I'm isolated in what I teach, right, with the business classes, so kind of how my district handles curriculum. Every so often we get together, and we've got four four buildings in our high school, or, yeah, four high schools in our district. Mm-hmm. Um, so they try to put one teacher from each building as kind of the content person for that curriculum who teaches it so we come together and we look at the state standards and we look at you know all that kind of stuff so i see from a board standpoint like right the teachers are the ones that are that teach it the teachers are the experts they went to school they're the they're trained they know what they're doing so as a board 
our job is to entrust them to make sure that they're making the right decision. So what what I kind of see is as the board side of it is making sure that they have access to the resources to make sure that the curriculum is is the best that it can be, right? That it's not outdated before they even have a chance to utilize it. Um, yeah. So subject matter experts, they know what they're talking yeah, about yeah. and they should. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I would not, I would not once try and say, I know I'm not an expert on history. Like, no, I'm not going to try and write history curriculum or math or any other subject. Right. I mean, they're the experts. They know what they're, what they've been teaching. They know the stuff they have access to those materials. So what do you need? You see the kids on a daily basis. What, mm -hmm. what do they need to help them learn the material the best they can? Right. So uh, going dovetailing off of this one, um, in our school district, we've had some uh, book banning and challenge challenge material. What is your process for um, thinking through that, working through that? What is what is some of the stuff that you you know would do as on the board for uh, challenge material that comes up? Definitely. Um, so I would look at. I mean, I know we've got a, a policy in place. Um, I believe we've got what a committee that meets, and there's parents that are involved. There's teachers. There's administration. Um, and so one I, one board member. I found that out. They have one, one board member. One on board that, member on that committee every time. Yep. So that was new news to me. Well, uh, my own wife didn't tell me that. I had to hear from John Kalen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so right. So I mean, you follow the the procedure that's in place, and if the procedure's not working then, okay, you reevaluate it to see how you could change the procedure. Um, but follow the procedure in place. And my personal perspective would be, you know, I, I feel like I should be able to trust what my own kid should or shouldn't read. Um, do I want somebody else dictating that? No. I mean, it, I'm the parent. I'm the one who should be able to have that say. I don't want somebody else telling me, no, my kid can't read X, Y, Z. Because, again, both as a parent and as a, and as a teacher – especially teacher of high school kids, as soon as you tell them, stop doing that, what are they going to go do? They're going to read it. They go do they're going to listen, gonna go they're do. Gonna listen to you word yep. for word. <laughs> I wish. I wish. If that was the case, they would show up every day with their Chromebooks charged, their homework done. <laughs> no, I mean, they're going to go do exactly what you told them not to do. So you, you, you can't tell somebody, no, don't do this, and expect them to actually listen. Yeah. Right? And, unless you're going to, like, hypnotize them and train them to be a monkey and you know, this is the only thing you can do no not it's not how things work mm -hmm. you had talked about um you mentioned ieps earlier when, when it comes to special needs students um what are your plans for addressing the needs of special needs students including those with disabilities and english language learners yeah so i mean the, the biggest thing and what i see from from teaching kids that that have or that need the accommodations right and my own kids that need you know various accommodations is making sure that the teachers have what they need to be able to effectively help those students learn right everybody needs to have the chance to learn however that that is for them i mean my, my daughter for example you can't you can't teach her the same way you would teach somebody else so being able to find the things that allow them to learn the material um whatever that looks like mm -hmm. i mean and, and again f being a teacher i've got kids that aren't identified with an iep or 504 but i know they need something else to help them make the material click so i i do what i can to try and bridge that gap 
Um, so from, from a board standpoint, it would just be making sure that the teachers feel like they have what they need, listen to what, what they need. You know, are they, do they have too many kids on their caseload? Um, is it a, is it a paperwork issue that we can figure out? Is that something that we can take off their plate somehow? Just try to find ways to allow them to do what they do because as a special education teacher, I mean, teachers for one have, have a special calling, but if you're a special education teacher, Mm. oh my gosh, I've, I've, I've subbed on plan in, in those classes and just the amount of respect that I have leaving that room, knowing that, I mean, these are the same kids that I, I see off and on, but they're with them every day. And just the links that they go to, to help make sure that not only are the kids learning something, but that they're enjoying what -hmm. they're doing. Cause if you try and teach a kid something, if, if they're not enjoying what they're doing, I mean, they're not going to always enjoy it, right? They're not going to always want to do what you want them to do, but to, to make it enjoyable and to make it memorable for them is what's going to stick with them, right? Because how much how much do you guys remember from when you were in high school or even before that? <laughs> I remember I remember some of the marker moments. You know, I remember teachers I liked right? that impacted yeah. me and influenced me. I don't. I remember I had to memorize the preamble, <laughs> but like I mean, I remember yeah moments and people mm-hmm. more than the curriculum. Yeah. So I found out like my senior year that you could be an office aide. To like as part of one of your classes to help like the people out. I did that, and my coach was the one of the principals. Oh, really? For football, yeah. So I actually did it for two hours a day. My first hour, and my fifth hour. So after he got tired of me, he was like, "Just fifth hour, just go get lunch and spend an hour at lunch. I don't want you here. Go somewhere else. <laughs> there's no notes at at lunchtime. No, there's no notes being passed around. So he's like, just go somewhere else. So I had the, I had my senior year was awesome. I had like, I like that. Yeah, it was awesome. I had like I had zero hour workout. First hour was office running, and then I had stuff. Fifth hour was office running, and then like I had PE, and then I had like this really crap music class, which I already knew most of that stuff because I played guitar. And like the guy with the teachers was just like, "Whatever, dude, you are you're already more advanced than all these other people in this class." I'm learning a lot about why you're the way you are. Pretty much, I slacked. <laughs> I was like, "What is the what is the least amount of work I can do to get through this?" All it, right, I'll well, do that. I love that. I, I was with you. I was the assist or our like student aide to our activities director my senior year so i'm like typing up officials contracts and all sorts of stuff for him so like Sweet. and that's again at that point in my life that's what i thought i was going to go do like mm-hmm. work in sport and just see all the behind the scenes scheduling stuff i i ate that stuff up that was probably one of my best classes nice that's cool mm-hmm. i had a i had a thought while you were talking about you know the respect you have for for teachers especially special ed and do you whether it's your own research or people that you've spoken with in the district as you've been going through this process do you feel like the teachers in the district are supported how you would like to be supported as a teacher and do you have thoughts around how you could help influence future support if you're a member of the board so i think i mean i i haven't had a chance to talk to a whole lot i mean i know my own personal building and and Mm -hmm. the kind of the sphere which it's kind of crazy i mean where I'm at at East High, it's, you know, we've got, I don't even know how many anymore teachers, but like I could go weeks without seeing over half the staff, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm in my own hallway, I've got my own floor, those mm-hmm. are the people that I see. Sure. Um, so a lot for me starting out would be, you know, surveying the teachers. How do you feel right now? Yeah. You know, yeah. what do you need to help you? Because um, one of the biggest things I think that's that's happened the last number of years, especially with COVID, is that, I mean, teachers just feel attacked. You know, mm-hmm. we don't feel trusted. We don't feel like, you know, we were we were hired to do the job that we were hired to do. And so just helping them feel 
myself included, feel like, you know, they've got an advocate on their side. Um, they've got Love somebody it. who's listening, right? And not just listening and be like, oh, yeah, great, you know, good idea. But actually showing that you care, actually showing that you're taking their feedback and doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Whether you can actually do something about it, that's another story. Mm-hmm. But if they, if if you feel like you're hurt and you feel like they're actually trying to do something to make things better, they're going to work hard, right? And I feel like um, since COVID, uh, same thing with healthcare. Like a lot of people are just happy to be heard on the front line stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, maybe you can't do anything as a leader, like I'm a manager. But they wanted to just be heard Correct. because for years in healthcare we weren't heard on the front line. Nurses were treated like crap. Techs were treated like crap. You know, um, and so kind of and same thing with education. I know teachers are, have felt that, and they want somebody to come along and be able to listen to them and have time to sit down with them and talk about their their problems and stuff. Definitely. Yeah, I would think that would be one of your biggest advantages because everybody processes information differently, but you're processing it from from an educator's perspective. Yeah. You know, so kind of going down the path of 30, 60, 90 day plan, you know, you're elected to the board. Is there any particular areas that you want to spend your time in, in the, in the first, you know, first three months or so, anything you've thought about? I, I was actually just on a webinar before I came over Mm -hmm. and the, the biggest advice that they gave was just soak it all in and learn as much as you can. Right. Again, I know, I know, I know, I don't know everything. Um, but one thing I think that my career in education has taught me is that you've got to be open and willing to, to gain different perspectives, to see what you need to learn, um, and spend that time actually learning it and not just, not just, you know, Oh, okay, great. That's great information, but actually digesting it and seeing how it can apply and, Mm -hmm. um, and truly just dig into the process. And, and I think the other key point is is just trying to continue to talk to as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. I've, I've loved going to the PTO, PTA meetings, getting out in there, talking to, to, the, to the teachers, to the staff, to the parents, mm-hmm. the administrators, everybody. Um, so I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing, if elected, that, that first bit is just mm-hmm. getting a true sense of, okay, here's what's going on, what are the needs, and then how can we go about seeing what can be done mm-hmm both short-term and long-term mm-hmm. um, to make things, to, to make the district as best as it can be. Yep. Um, I guess a question I would, I would have is how do you go about trying to find common ground with other members that you may have some ideological differences with? Yeah. So that was a very professional <laughs> way <Yes>. <laughs> of <laughs> summarizing <laughs> challenges you're going to have. Brian? That was Brian. <laughs> I learned some big words. <laughs> pulled, out, great. pulled out the thesaurus on that one. Yeah. Ideological differences. Yes. Not too many buzzwords there. That was uh, great. That's a great question. I, I think a lot of it is just having that open dialogue uh-huh. um, and listening to each side mm-hmm. and then looking to see where that common ground is. Because mm-hmm. no matter what the issue is, I mean, there, there's going to be something that you can you can pull from it. Mm-hmm. Um and I kind of go back to my my, my department head kind of laughs at me. She's like, you know, tell me tell me what you want. How do you want your class schedule things to look like? And I'm like, you know, I'm flexible. I, I will do whatever it takes. Uh-huh. So for me, it would be listening to the other side and seeing what their perspective is. Try to mm-hmm. walk in their shoes to see why they're coming from where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately trying to come up with a common ground that we can then take and move forward. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, will I be right all the time? No, I'm 
I'm married. I have two kids. I'm, I know I'm not right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a foregone conclusion. Uh-huh. Do you uh, do you feel like there's enough listening right now? Um, I think there can always be more. Uh, you can, uh, and, I, and I go back to the the webinar that I was just on. If if you think you've listened enough, you've not. You need to take that next step. Um, so I think there's there's always there's always something that can be learned from every situation. You know what I like? He was on a webinar listening on how to do better as a board member and try to get in that position before the election. Mm-hmm. Like you're actively trying to learn and you're actually trying to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this is just something from my experience with Julie. Uh, she read a book about governance governance versus operations, uh, either before or right when she got on. But it was a book that t- basically talked about what is the role of the board, um, and she was trying to better herself. You know, and I, I do I do appreciate you trying to better yourself uh, to understand the role more than other candidates are. Um, governance versus operations from a school board perspective. What are your thoughts on that? On how how should it look? How should it work? And what happens when it gets out of proportion? What are your thoughts on how to like rein it in, essentially? Yeah. So I'll be honest. When I first heard that question, um, I think it was at the very first PTO meeting. Oh, that was me. Yep, that was me who yeah, asked that it. The green tree <laughs> was the green tree. <laughs> that was the green tree. That, that was, was me that who was asked it. Well, the, not a small question, just you know, a little one. <laughs> I, I honestly, I was sitting there like, wait, what's the difference? Like, I was like, how can I Google this really quick? Because, um, again, I'm in that, that education mindset. So I've, I've, I've had a chance to kind of dig into that a little little bit. Um, and it comes down to, I mean, the, the superintendent's ultimately the person's in charge, right? She, she's the one, or he, um, in this case, Dr. Tromala, um, you know, they're the one that, that's casting that vision. Our job as the board is to help guide to make sure that we're following that and that we're, again, have the best interest of the kids in mind. So, you know, we're not going to micromanage the littlest thing that goes on. No, that's that's not our role as a as a director on the board. Um, our job is to to make sure that the ship's going in the right direction, so to speak. You know what I like about this guy? He also went and looked up the answer to the question that I gave. You know, so not only is he makes you feel it makes you feel valuable. He's listening to you and coming up with a solution. I am a parent, and he is listening to the stuff I throw out there at at school board meetings or at uh, PTO meetings. So I mean, hey, I I, I didn't take it to the level that I'm sure some students would do, and that was be using Chat GPT. Hey, listen, (laughs) this outline was made by Chat GPT, so don't 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 knock on it too bad. Oh, trust me, I've used it in class before, and I've seen my students use it too. So that that's a whole. That's another question, Howdy. Like, and I guess just as a teacher, not necessarily a board member, but what's what's the future like in getting in navigating students that may be using that? Well, but I mean, he's you're in. Well, for for you yourself, you're in computers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, your stuff is like generated code and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Uh, So I look at it from the standpoint of, I mean. And I, I'm making this comment to my to my students in class. I'm like, remember the time when you didn't have a cell phone in your hands? And they look at me like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, B. <laughs> you're, you're crazy. I've, I've always had a phone in my hand. Like, I probably have it imprinted in my brain. Um, so for me, I mean, I didn't have a cell phone right. until college. Teachers always said, you're not going to just have a calculator in your pocket all the time. Bullshit. Well, we did. <laughs> yeah, we, we learned a that was wrong. I had a blackjack working at Home Depot. <laughs> um, After a little, little, little itty-bitty keyboard trying to type on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I look at it as I, my role, obviously, I mean, with what I teach has evolved over time, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to evolve how I, how I approach teaching. And instead of necessarily teaching kids 
not to use something, but to show them the appropriate way to use it. Because uh-huh. that's that. I mean, that's a skill that you have to learn. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could yep. type everything they want in there, and it gives them an answer. But is that really the answer that they need? Right. Um, so helping them digest that material and figure out is this is this really the best solution? Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that look like? I would not want to be an English teacher right now. <laughs> when you can type in, you know, summarize whatever whatever book you're reading, and it will shoot out for you the whole synopsis. I mean, yeah. what happened to the days of Cliff Notes? Right. Right. Um, I you mean, had to buy money. Yeah, you send money for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So or pouring through the internet. Uh, we had to pour through the internet and figure out what was actually true or not on some of those websites. You're like, oh, the oh, test question. Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. You know, tried to find that stuff. Oh, we had to cite it. Yeah. Oh. Um, I hate Wikipedia. No, no flashbacks to, to work. Site. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, one of the questions that we were asking as well is when it comes to community involvement in the educational process, you know, do you have a plan around that? You know, keeping the community involved, whether it be through meetings or feedback Anything you want to talk about there? Yeah. So for me, and I'm, I'm gonna not going to lie, I'm going to take this as I got this idea from my wife. Um, I think it's it would be important to have a pulse on the community, right? To have whether you, you deem it a town hall, whether you have various avenues to where the, the, the public, the community, because not everybody in the community has a kid in the district, right? Mm-hmm. Right, Brian? Yeah. You, you've, yep. got, <laughs> you've, you've got all, you've wow. got all realms, but yet your tax dollars are low, going. That was a low blow. <laughs> Listen. That was, that was a cheap shot. Sorry, and his tax dollars are already through, and never mind. We you know what, we though? We won't go there. I really, I respect that you're talking really about individuals good. that don't necessarily have kids in the district, because when we were going through the border wars, you know, like all the boundary stuff a few years back, one of my neighbors, they don't, they don't have any kids. They may, but he was so involved in like wanting to know what was going mm-hmm. on with this and wanting people to kind of listen to his opinions because they may be future parents, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you're not just talking to people with kids. Like exactly. I, I have four kids in this district in all three different levels. So yeah. I am extremely invested mm-hmm. in what the board is doing and where it's going. So mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of energy having spoken with you and these other two guys. Well, I mean, I'm very excited about all this. Yeah. Well, and we've talked in the past about how even if you're somebody with that doesn't have kids, you should be, you should want whatever school district you're living in to be good because that's going to affect your home values and, you know, yep. all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, so go back to, I, th- I think it would be cool, and I know there's a lot of, bit, lot of buildings in the district, but to have a couple of board members that are assigned to certain buildings as kind of this is the, the contact that, mm-hmm. hey, if you've got an issue, reach out to this, you know, this board member. Or board members, and then that way we Fantastic. can get a, a true sense yep. of. And again, I can't uh-huh. take credit for that idea. My wife came up with it. That's what I do in education, right? We take what somebody <laughs> else has done and, and make it better. Um, As so, most wives do, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, hundred percent. And, and and my wife being a lawyer, I'm like I pretty much listen to her. Because um, if you because if you start arguing with her, she's going to win. Uh, Either way, hundred percent, she wins every time. Her <laughs> job in life is to win arguments. Mm-hmm. God bless you. <laughs> Man. Try, try being one of my kids. My daughter tries to argue with her, and I'm just no lawyered. Like you're done, kid. You're, you're done. Oh my goodness, man. I respect this guy. I know. Seriously, respect. Uh, what's the next question? You know, there was talk. More, you know, there's a there's a couple other things on here, but if you can talk about, you know, if you if you could summarize what you stand for, that would be very very helpful. Like. Why are you the right guy for the job? So I, I go back to my why, right? Um, I'm I'm a parent. 
obviously with two kids, but I, I, I want to be a voice for for my kids. I want to be a voice for my my kids' kids, or not kids' kids, kids' friends, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kids in general. Being a teacher, that that's the other half of who I am. Is uh, I'm an educator. I, I I bleed it. Like when people ask me, do you see yourself doing something else? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I I really can't. Uh, even with everything that goes on, I I just I feel like. It, what makes me tick is seeing other people be successful, right? Mm-hmm. I love it when my students and athletes come back and say, hey, this is what I'm up to now. And sure, could I, especially with teaching computers, could I go do something else and make a mm-hmm. whole heck of a mm-hmm. lot more money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had my, I've had district people come to me like, you're not leaving us anytime soon, <laughs> are you? Well, you're bleeding into my next question, like because there are there are a lot of people in, in both healthcare and education that are that are getting out of the profession. And we need people like you in the profession or we're yes. all going to be homeschooling our kids in 10 years. Yes, or right? sooner, or sooner. And how? what do you see, being somebody that is actually on the front lines of teaching, what do you see reasons why people are leaving that would otherwise be career teachers? Uh, I mean, I, I just had one guy, I, he was with us for a couple of years, and I, I think for him, a lot of it was the health safety side of it, right? Um, so I think a lot have gotten out from that side. They just, they didn't feel safe. They didn't feel protected. They didn't feel supported. Um, so I think if, if you can, if you can help a teacher feel like they're, they're backed that, and not necessarily just in in what they're doing right from a curriculum standpoint but from a from a discipline standpoint from a whatever standpoint mm-hmm. that again they've they've gone they've gotten the training they've you know they have the certification that says hey you're a teacher in this mm-hmm. state we, mm-hmm. we trust you know what you're doing um to give them that support um and i i i i, I kind of can't believe that i've been teaching as long as i have um, and I, and I know I've got some colleagues that are getting closer to retirement. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going to be the old man in the room here pretty soon. That's not happening. Father time's undefeated. We're I, all, I know. We're all going to be there. I know. I know. I, I, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm quickly becoming just looking in my building. Like we've had three different head principals. Um, all of our assistant principals were not there when I started. Um, a lot of the staff is, mm-hmm. um, especially in my hallway, a lot have been the same, which again, it, it becomes your family, right? Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. you're home away from home, mm-hmm. especially as many hours as you're there. Um, especially when you coach various things or you advise different things. Um, you know, I, I, I think it, uh, the biggest piece, you know, yes, teachers want to be paid more. Yes. We, we need more benefits and that kind of stuff. But I, I think it, what really is going to keep more, get, get more into the profession and keep more in the profession is just feeling like they're valued, they're respected, and they're appreciated. As a teacher, I don't know if you can put a number on it, but how many hours a week do you think you work? Good night. Because, um, I mean, you get summers off. So uh, like, Sure, yeah, summers right. off when I, I can't handle you it. also get trained and you go to... I can't handle it when people say, well, they get summers <laughs> off. It's like, come on. But how many hours a week do you think you're working, roughly? Oh, gosh. Whether it be after school, activities, planning... Uh, I mean, less now that I'm not coaching basketball or golf. Mm. Um, when I when I did those two sports, I mean, when I did basketball, my wife didn't see me from the beginning of or the end of October until the end of uh, middle of March. Like yeah. like you just you weren't existing. I mean, I had to give it up as we had our first child, and then 
before our second one came along, it's just like it was it was too much. Well, during sports season, you never lost an argument, so that's uh, good. I, was, I wasn't <laughs> home to lose the argument. That's right. Um, I mean, ballpark, I would have to say outside of the tradition, the, the, the typical day, I'm probably at least spending another 10 to 20 hours just planning, grading, communicating with parents, yeah. um, you name it, doing different different little administrative things. And I just want to bring that up because I, I think it's real easy for people to yell that, I mean, it's two different arguments, really. It's the board, and then it's do our teachers supported as a product of teachers. I just, I, I, I feel like this is an opportunity for me to ask you questions you otherwise probably wouldn't talk about because it's like, hey, this is my job, this is what I signed up for, but you're putting in a lot of time, oh, unpaid yeah. time, spending your own money to make things better for kids. Not because you're being asked to, be because it's the right thing to do for them, and because you're Correct. in it for the right reason. Correct. So. Whether or not people hear this and agree with everything that you're saying, just at least the respect that you are in there and you've seen it and you have ideas from the lens of an educator, I think is so important in a time where it's real easy for people just to yell and get their hot take in in a minute and a half or two minutes or whatever and throw it out there and not really sit down and listen to a teacher who... Teachers impact everybody. Everybody's had a teacher. Well, yeah, I mean, and every career is based off of a teacher. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah, you can't do anything without us, right? <laughs> um, you could, you could do it badly. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want that surgeon operating on me. That's right. <laughs> Let's put it that way. That's right. So I, I, I just appreciate that you are in this thing and you're in it for the right reasons and you're you, you see a plan for what you want the district to be and the future of your family. And I, I just really appreciate that as somebody that's got to go through this for at least the next 10 years yeah. you know, with my kids. Mm -hmm. So what's coming up? What do you got coming up uh, as far as going to places? You got PTO meetings? Oh, uh, yeah. PTO meetings. Um, this this week kind of was our lull week. Uh, the last two weeks, every Tuesday, if not Wednesday and or Thursday, we were at various PTO meetings. Um, so this week is kind of the, the lull in between. Um, but then the first two weeks of March, I want to say there's at least five or six, or if not seven or eight board PTO, PTA meetings that we're going to, um, which have been great. I, I love getting out to those meeting, meeting the parents, meeting the, the staff, mm -hmm. the faculty, everybody, um, and just kind of hearing what they've got going on again. Cause I, I'm in my own little world. I mean, yeah. my daughter's at Prairie View. My son gets services at Barfield. You know, I only kind of see really what goes on in those two buildings, but to mm -hmm. hear what's going on over at North Point and Green Tree, and uh, we're going to Wabash next week, I believe, um, to just hear the different parts of the district. I yeah. mean, it's crazy. You feel like Winslow's not that big, but yet it's also huge mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Have they set the debate up yet, or the um, high school? Um where they are going to ask you town hall t town hall yeah the town I've, hall i've heard lots about that and i have not heard anything yet yeah um but just w how that's been painted the picture of the kids run it and everything just i can't wait for that to happen yeah julie julie said like overall the experience was just great because these kids were professional they were courteous they wanted to mm -hmm. actually sit down and get to know people and ask the questions so like adults should like, like, adu yes. like adults yeah. should be when they're asking questions and trying to figure yes. stuff out i just hope it's not the first two weeks of march <laughs> just put it that way Unless i think it was Monday like the week Friday. before the election last yeah it's, time. it's pretty close to the end of the uh okay. right for the election so okay the, those two weeks are kind of open right uh -huh. now so that that i'm good with <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, where can uh, where can people find you at? What, what, what's your uh, website and are you on, you're on social media? Yeah, so so website is dbesenthal 
which Biesenthal, B-I-E-S-E-N-T-H-A-L, the number 4WSD.com is my website. Um, that same thing will find will find me on Facebook, which, not going to lie, when I graduated college, Facebook wasn't a thing. So this <laughs> is my first venture into Facebook the last few weeks. Um, so DBsenthal4WSD is my Facebook handle. Um, I've toyed with the idea of getting on Twitter and TikTok. Um, I've not done it yet. We'll see yeah, if I have. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see if that happens. I, I've got an idea for a TikTok if we do it, but I think if we do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow one of my uh, running mates' uh, TikToks for that. So. It doesn't involve Brian and his crutches in any way. If so, then you need to get on TikTok immediately. Um, we, we could incorporate. We could look at incorporating that. I'm I'm not against backup dancers. Well, see, I can't really sneak up on anybody because you, you can hear me walking when you hear the click of the so crutches. I'm in, click, I'm, click, 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 I'm, in the, click. I'm in the kitchen and I hear the click, click, and I'm like, Brian's trying to get up the stairs. Five minutes later, Brian's still trying to get up the stairs. <laughs> click, click. Do, 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 do. <laughs> So what point do you put like a ramp in for him? Right. <laughs> Damn, man, do something for him. <sighs> Pulley system. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Well, but, uh, uh, thanks. Not, not, not to not to extend this any further, but um, especially where I'm at and the experiences I've had, um, what is your plan for security for the schools? Well, do you yeah. have any oh, plan for yeah. armed guards, um, change of policy for um, locking doors 24-7? What's your plan for that? Uh, so I would start, and again, I'm not – totally privy to what all of what all the district policies are on that so i would want to look and see what's the current status do they feel like things are working um i know from zoomwalt we've got an sro in our buildings um so i like that um i won't go down the can of worms because i know there's there's talk of arming teachers uh right yeah it's a it's a big umbrella uh yeah Um, I, I, i think you probably know where i stand on that line um i with with arming teachers no that that's again that's a whole other can of worms we could go down but right, um right. I, I for me it would be looking to see what currently is in place how do we feel things are 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 being handled um and are there any any ways that we can can make it better make it safer i mean i i would right. like to think that you know we're, we're not going to have to care about it and again when when we have an intruder drill at school which it still makes me shudder anytime we have one right. of those um I, I i tell my i tell my students i'm like guys the sad reality is it's not a matter of if we're going to have a situation. I, I think anymore it's a matter of when. Um, Absolutely. Which yep. which scares yep. scares me to death, especially with with two young kids. Yeah. Um, and even the tor- yep. tornado drill today with my two kids. I had one home sick with yep. me, and I was scared for the other one as a tornado was rolling through the area. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just just making sure that the, the procedures and protocols are in place to make things as safe as possible. Because if a kid doesn't feel yep. safe they're not learning a thing well and that's the thing I, I i'm in the same boat to you i got two young kids um luckily i'm in an area where if something were to happen with my time in law enforcement and my neighbors around me it would happen in a heartbeat the problem is that's not the reality for a lot of schools around the area and that's what scares me is they don't have people around them that are ready to respond whether it be law enforcement trained individuals or or whatever the solution is is that something's going to happen and it's going to turn into another columbine yeah. true true so i mean I, I can speak to i mean with with where i'm at in my building we've got the saint peter's police department seconds away from us 
right? So from what they Perfect. tell us, if, yep. if something happened, like they could be there before we could blink, yeah. pretty much. So um, there yep. was a county council a few months ago. We did a podcast on this where, where the uh, St. Charles Police Department uh, talked about their response and what is their stance and how quickly they can get officers to the buildings and where are they located through it. Like they gave a they seem pretty impressive. They, they actually were in depth and very knowledgeable and yeah. have a plan in place if there's an active shooter in the St. Charles mm-hmm. County area. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you got time to look at that county council, there's a lot of good information in there. Yeah. Um, so, And I know Winsville does have a great working relationship with the Winsville PD and the Lake St. Louis PD. Um, both police departments are very visible uh, and active around the schools. Yeah, and I, and I think that's key. Right. I mean, trust, tr- again, trust the trained people that are experts in what they're doing to let them handle the the situation i mean they they tell our students like when we have the intruder drills like don't text mom and dad and tell them hey this is what's going on because what's going to happen mom and dad are going to come running up to school and what do the police see but frantic parents Mm -hmm. running in doing whatever it's gonna be uh, you've all the taxes again yeah yeah so i mean let let the experts that are trained to do that kind of stuff to to handle it and again it's I, i i hope i hope i you know we can be done with it but i think again we're in a world where that's not the case yeah Um, no absolutely not no preparation is fears kryptonite right i mean you can't really i mean it's not if it's not if it's when but if you're prepared for it that's all you can do Mm -hmm. be prepared and teach and talk and Mm -hmm. yeah that's all that's all you can do is just practice the drills and try and make them make them as as real and and beneficial as possible yeah cool Great question, James. Yeah, yeah great, great. Thank, yeah. thank you, James. Right in the pocket. Yeah, close us out. Awesome. <laughs> so, so, sorry, to, sorry to make it so serious on the close out. Everybody, <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to throw out? in the systems? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to throw out there? I know we were talking about. You know, is there any way that if, if people hear this and they want to help support you? I mean, go to the website. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, I've always been kind of a back behind the scenes kind of guy. So, me going out and asking people for help, asking people for money. Um, I mean. You can only do so much, right? Schools can only do so much with so much funding. So, I mean, any support, whether it's volunteers to help um, drop lid on doors, knock on doors, um, yard signs, donations, anything would be accepted and appreciated. Because I, I, I was just joking with with John and Brad earlier that you know I'm I'm running this race on a teacher's budget, right? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I I see some of the other candidates are they? I mean, our 40 day reports were just due today, I believe. Um, and I, I see how much funding some of the others have, and it's like, yeah, I'm never gonna touch that. So just any little bit will help. I mean, you might think five bucks isn't gonna do much. Five bucks can help. Yeah. Um, and, and if you can't donate financially, mm-hmm. volunteering that time, helping out, mm-hmm. talking to your friends, talking to your family, whoever you know in the district that's a potential voter. Hey, are you voted? Are you registered to vote? Do you have a plan to vote? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's huge. I think the the thing that the more people I talk to, it's you know. You may think, oh, well, what's one vote, right? In this election, one vote could be the difference, Yeah. right? So yep. just getting the word out of, of who I am and, and what we stand for, and mm-hmm. hopefully we can we can make a difference. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We do appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, great meeting you. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll echo that. If you are in the Winsville School District or any school district, uh, do your research on candidates. Definitely get out there and... Um, see what they're about uh, ask the questions ask the hard questions because the hard questions are what you're going to get the truth behind what they what mm-hmm. they stand for so get out there do your research every election counts you do your uh, 
your right and your it's our right and privilege to vote in this country. So get out there and, and take care of that. Vote so. early, vote often. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks right. thanks for uh, sticking around, James. Thanks for coming. And until okay. next guys, next time hey, guys. Till next time. Till next boys. time. Thanks guys. Have a good time guys. See you. All right.